Blog Talk Radio.
electronic ecclesia father thank you for giving us the ability to communicate with each other electronically we know that there is going to come a time probably when the global satanic crime syndicate will launch attacks uh, false flags and such against the power grid there's so many things that are queued up right now and so many threats that are probably going to become a reality as a part of the end times, Father, that all we can do is, and I don't mean to belittle this because it is bar none, the most amazing place for any of us to reside, and that is in the secret place of the Most High, into your presence. And Father, we want to be a more a part of that presence. I can say and I speak authoritatively for myself that it is a humongous, intense blessing to be able to be up early in the morning, uh, in the dark, uh, just completely and utterly submersed in your presence and prayer and praying for other people and praise and worship. And I just thank you for that time. I know many other listeners of the program are in that place too. I know some of them have uh, communicated with me and, uh, and because of their life livelihood and the way that their life works, they're able to spend uh, hours of time up all night long uh, in um, intercessory prayer for people. I, I've never done that myself. I've never had the luxury of being able to do that, Father, but I can imagine it's it's unbelievably um, just the, the anointing that must fall upon a person when they are so pushed in it, uh, uh, to you in their prayer. It's got to be uh, make a person speechless in the glory that is associated with that intimacy. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that each one of us will become more in, intimate. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name for every single listener of this program, because I understand how life can take over, and sometimes 
we feel like we're losing a little bit of that intimacy and we want to grow in closer because the number one and most important commandment is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, and our soul. And Lord Jesus, you need to be our first love. And we need, we want to draw in closer to you. And we pray for that anointing. We pray for that closeness. We pray, Father God, that you will place upon our lips just the right words to say as we reach out to you, just the right words to say as we reach out to you, Jesus, whether it is in song, praise, worship, uh, draw us in so that we develop that intimacy and hunger and thirst and pant like the deer for it, because that's where we want to be, and that is where we are going to absolutely need to be as as the days grow darker around us. We know that things are queued up, we know that things are coming, but we and we don't know how long, how much longer we're going to be here. But it, it you know it, it might be a little while, and we just give you all the praise and honor and worship and glory. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for every opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for every chance that you have given us to be able to be in your presence just one more day to be able to touch other people's lives and be able to bring help to bring in uh, others through uh, being an example of Jesus for them on this earth through our loving kindness, through our generosity and through, uh, you know, uh, the opportunities that that you lay before us as as a form of uh, putting us on holy ground. Let us not miss that opportunity ever. Let us always stay in prayer and worship. Let us remember how powerful that prayer is and that it is our divine calling until we leave. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person who listens to the show, past, present, or future, anyone who lifts me up in prayer. I ask for a tenfold blessing and anointing and divine protection around them. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for all of the listeners that we may be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand right before you, Lord Jesus, at the wedding supper. Hallelujah. I cannot wait. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Amen.
Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So let us not forget, oh, isn't it just wonderful? And we have to, you know, continue to watch and be aware of the things that are happening uh, around the world. And, uh, and But also be careful not to submerse ourselves too deeply into them. Because if you do that, you're guaranteed to be affected in a negative manner toward, you know, our, in, in, you know in your life. I mean, at any time, things are contagious. Uh, you, you know, there are certain things that I have accidentally stumbled across on my, as I've said, finely tuned Twitter feed, uh, some photographs on there that I wished that, that I had not seen and could unsee. So um, people are out there in their desperate attempts to uh, awaken others as to how sick and twisted the darkness and the Satanism is in the world right now. But unfortunately, uh, a side effect of that is that sometimes we get exposed to things we really shouldn't have to see or wish, you know, we don't, there, there's things that are so sick and twisted out there. I don't even want to imagine them. I've known about them for 15 years. I've done my homework. I've studied it. I've, I've heard about it. But I, the one thing I definitely don't need is I don't want to see pictures. I was just talking to a friend uh, over in the UK, and uh, and she she sometimes, uh, I don't know if the Lord lifts the veil from her eyes or whatever, but sometimes she has the unfortunate pleasure of uh, seeing, uh, you know, demonic entities or whatever, uh, you know, in, in an attempt to try to attack her. And I'm constantly praying on her behalf as well, you know, to try to, you know, clean that cleaner, cleaner dwelling place. Um, it, I don't really understand, you know, the, the, the demonic attacks and demonic oppression and dynamics like that are very tricky. And unless you understand all of the little intimacies that are associated with that person's walk, their belief, their faith, you know, what they're willing to do, what they're not willing to do, uh, you know, their past, there's a lot of things that are associated with a person's past that may have happened to them that perhaps they don't even remember when they were small. And uh, those things can all have an effect. And it's just uh, those are the kinds of things I really just would like to. I mean, I, I love I don't get me wrong. I want to pray for anybody that I can possibly pray for to make their lives better and to get rid of the demonic forces and to scatter them and burn them with the holy fire of God. Hallelujah. OK, but on on the flip side of that, I you know, it's I, I'm kind of like Lester Summerall in the sense that it's not my favorite place to be because um, uh, uh, quite frankly, it's very dark. Um, so I've never really, I, you know, there was a time where I kind of thought I might want to get into, um, uh, you know, spiritual warfare is no problem. But let me tell you something. When you are in deliverance as a ministry, whew, that is, that's rough. That is really, really rough stuff. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So unbelievable things that are happening now. I'm going to try to read these more often because I really think that we need to be frequently reminded of them. Maybe even make them sort of like a checklist. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what? maybe I would love to be able to draw a line through and make these go away. Some of them go away, but thus far it has not been the case. But it, this is just reading over the list that we put together the other night when we were kind of and originally, it was meant to be kind of like a ha-ha, tongue-in-cheek kind of a thing with Robert Vandrius Mitchell. But as as we were making the list live on the air, it actually kind of became kind of troubling. Uh, but anyway, uh, a list of the, this is just a list of the things that we have that are happening now. We got the endless Ukraine war, lots of nuclear threats. It is not Putin's desire or the Russian Federation's army's desire to use nukes for any reason whatsoever. That is not part of their nuclear doctrine that was it's an absolute last you know they wouldn't they just wouldn't do it all right um they would have to be pushed way beyond um 
what we can imagine. Uh, so they are not trigger happy like the United States and the reptilians that are running this god. I was going to say God forsaken, but you know, is Babylon the great? Yeah, actually it is. This is a God forsaken country. It surely, surely is. Babylon the great. Yeah, it's God forsaken. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I wish sometimes I just lived in a cute little tiki hut, you know, right outside of, uh, you know, right outside of uh, some of the really nice places in Bora Bora, and I could climb a banana tree. I, I, you know, three bananas a day, I'd be fine. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, then, of course, we got Biden, uh, you know, his all the things he ought to be impeached for, and he's a reptilian. There's no question about that. I've got the visual evidence of that posted on the website. Uh, the Hunter Biden horrors, which I don't want to go over because they're so sick and twisted that by virtue of going over them, I probably – I just don't want to think about it. Um, and the pedophile network and all that kind of creepy weirdness. And, of course, the, you know, the Instagram Pizzagate uh, event, uh, I don't even know if they've cleaned that up yet. I mean, it hit, the, you know, it didn't really hit me. You know what? What it seems like is that the satanically controlled global satanic crime syndicate through the mainstream media, the Goebbels controlled mainstream media is pushing a satanic agenda, which we all are aware of. But what, what, we, don't, what we don't see is a, a termination of it. We don't. It's just like when Glenn Beck says, you know, nothing happens. You nothing know. happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. And by the way, that he made that statement an awful long time ago, years ago, I do believe, and um, probably more again since then. But that I've been telling people that for, oh, my gosh, well over a decade. I've had so many people, oh. Oh, the Lord's going to do this. The Lord's going to do that. The Lord's going to have all these arrested. The Lord's going to, you know, the Pope and and the, and the Clintons and all this and yada yada yada. And all. I'm like, um, mm, okay, God bless you, brother and sister. Um, thank you so much for sharing. God bless you. I love you in Jesus. But you know, I just step away because I know I, you know, trending. Just look at the trends. Our Father's not stopping it. We are being jettisoned directly into. The darkest times the world has ever seen, and our Heavenly Father has not stopped it. The next one up was Twitter files. Amazing. Uh, I don't know how many of you took the time to listen to the Twitter files. Uh, you know, the uh, actual uh, House of Representatives inquiry against, you know, in, in regard to the Twitter files and all the testimonies, and they named the censorship industrial complex out of that. Nothing has happened. The FBI whistleblower testimonies writing out the J6 false flag event, telling everybody that there were hundreds, if not thousands, untold numbers of uh, forced uh, FBI agents that if they didn't play the game the way that they were commanded to play the game and become part of the antagonists and the false flag event, that they would, their lives would be destroyed. Has anything happened about that? No, nothing, not a thing. Uh, you know, the J6 false flag, that was now, – now they've got little signs and memes all over the place saying J6 was an inside job. And, you, boy, you can believe that. I've known that since the day it happened. I have, I have possession of a video that probably put me in jail for the rest of my life. But I'm not going to let those entities from the bowels of Sheol that are going to get cast into the lake of fire know anything about it. They'll never touch it. Um, uh, you know, I just threw this in here, aliens in Las Vegas, but really the reality is what we're seeing now are more and more regular folks across the world becoming more indoctrinated by the presence of aliens, which have been around for like gazillions of years, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Even the, even the ancient Sumerians as far back as 3000 BC and 
you can, well, we'll talk, Brother Zen's going to cover a little bit of that, and he knows about the Sumerian kings list going back 400,000 years and all of that stuff as well. So it's nothing new, folks. This is an alien demon-infested rock. This is a filthy, filthy planet. You know, it's beautiful. It shows God's glory, uh, you know, for the purpose of bringing people to our Heavenly Father, but our Father also knows how dark it is, and it is way overdue for another big flood, but it's going to be worse than that. It's going to be fire. All right, praise God. The 2020 bogus fraudulent election deal, the Dominion lawsuit, the remover of Tucker Carlson, the wokeism out there, BLM, LGBT, LMNOP, don't even get me going, children being maimed, the World Economic Forum wants us to eat bugs, they're, they're, they're promulgating and pushing for a cyber-related a blackout on the power grid, the next pandemic, we know it's coming, 15-minute cities, a central bank digital currencies, digital IDs that are going to be forced upon us, and don't even get me going on the United Nations and uh, the World Health Organization, evil satanic treaties that all of the countries are, not all of them, not all of them, some of them are smart, and I wish I lived in those, instead of the one I live in. But that's all right. The Lord's going to take care of all of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And then, of course, don't forget, I've added a couple of things to the watch list because we know that these things are coming any second now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I believe that we're going to be around for a re-election of Donald Trump in 2024. However, I believe there will be a forceful removal of Donald Trump. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, next, we will have United States Civil War. Uh, probably that the civil wars that occur here will also trigger civil wars across the European Union and other places as well, because they'll be angry for the same reasons. Martial law uh, will likely uh, happen, you know, to, to, to stop the massive slaughter of people and take back control. Uh, United Nations troops, no doubt, will be on as, uh, as uh, has been seen by a number of people. People in their visions and dreams uh, on U.S. soil and and across the uh, European Union and Australia and New Zealand as well, Canada. All right, um, Pacific Northwest uh, tsunami, megaquake, the Cascadia subduction zone collapse. We know that's queued up, but you just don't know when it's coming. Uh, massive power grid outage. How long will it last? We don't know. There's been estimations of hundreds of millions of people dying in that kind of an event for obvious crazy reasons because no one will behave themselves. Okay, then. You that we we know that we have more pandemics on the way. They're gonna you know the bioweapons, all kinds of horrible things that they're planning on launching against because they hate our guts. They hate our guts and they want us dead. All right, the next one up is cosmic uh, you know cosmic object or an asteroid hitting the sun, causing a solar storm and a ma- and major power grid outages. Uh, when who knows? We don't know. But this has been prophesied and it it's been backed up by other prophecies and dreams. All right, meteor showers causing major oil oil and gas fires, which is related to the cosmic object above. Uh, also collapse of the United States petrodollar, which is essentially the third seal financial collapse. That's coming real quick. Uh, war with North Korea, sinking of the United States aircraft carrier seen by many people. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, direct missile attacks and foreign troops on American soil. When that's coming, we don't know, but we know that there's a lot of Chinese and supposedly Russian troops now they're claiming uh, coming in through the southern border, uh, which is all part of the master plan. And, and, you know, there's a reason why Biden, you know, anytime that, that the United States even appears for a nanosecond 
to be like, oh, we're bad at China. We're going to have a war over Taiwan. And that's a big, fat setup. They are so far in bed with Xi Jinping and his New World Order horrible uh, social credit system. It's unbelievable. There's a reason why uh, they got all the things that they got going on with China right now. It's because they, you know they're in bed with them. All right, Israeli jets launch tactical nukes into the Ford Al facility in Iran. That's queued up for sure. They're already practicing with the F-35s, and the, and the uh, sorties have been successful. Uh, major man-made biological attacks and pandemics killing millions. Uh, Libya launching a nuclear-tipped missile into Israel. Gog and Magog invasion causing 2 million people in Israel to uh, life losses. Several major United States cities attacked by ground-based nukes. Uh, Russian-Chinese-North Korean attacks on American soil. One or more major cataclysmic events in global impact, cosmic and possible earthbound. We don't know, but there's a bunch of them that have been prophesied. We'll see. Uh, red skies as a 24-hour warning prior to the meteor hitting off the coast of Puerto Rico, uh, which kicks off the sixth seal, the meteor strike itself, and then a double mega tsunami wiping out the east coast of the United States and probably almost all of Europe. And that's just the sixth seal on the day of the Lord. Don't even go, get me going on the Isaiah 13 alien invasion and the Joel 2 alien invasion that's going to hit around the same time. All right, praise God. That's a whole mouthful of stuff. Kids, are you ready? Kids, is there anything that would keep you from wanting, after hearing all of those things, keep you from wanting to spend more time in the presence of Jesus? Huh? Yeah. That's what I thought. That's right. You guys are good Jesus kids. You got to bring your parents along with you more often. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Kids, how do you stop an astronaut's baby from crying? You rock it. <laughs> you got a rock baby. You know, you get what I'm saying, right? That's right. All right, we'll take that as a win. Kids, why, this one was a little hard, so really put on your thinking cap, okay? Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Get it? Seven, eight, nine. Kids, you get that one? Eight, A-T-E, <laughs> eight, seven, eight, nine. Come on, seven, eight, nine. Okay, you've, you've, you've had enough of things eating other things that they shouldn't be eating. I get it. All right, kids, when does a joke become a dad joke? When the punchline is a parent. <laughs> get it? A parent? Come on. All right. I'll take that one. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's go ahead and head into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. All right, praise God. Um, so I, I found this quite interesting, so I wanted to share this with you. I was, you know, just doing my casual scrolling about. Um, it's getting less and less interesting, as you might imagine, because at this point we have a rather comprehensive 
uh, list of the evil things that are happening out there, the big ones. Uh, you know, there, you, you might say, well, Johnny, you forgot about this, or Johnny, you forgot about that, or Johnny, you forgot, you know, that kind of thing. All I'm trying to do when I'm giving you this list of Hall of Horror stuff that are associated with the end times events that we're, some, you know, to some degree, we may have to be a part of, unfortunately. Um, uh, you know, I'm trying to extract the big stuff. You know, because there's a lot of other things that we know could happen at any time, all right? But maybe, maybe not. Okay, they're they're kind of queued up. Um, I will uh, take you back in memory, maybe. You'll remember uh, recently I read some uh, people very, very concerned about the exceedingly large, I believe it was 60,000 pounds, or was it tons? I think it was 60,000 pounds, and then they, but whatever, of the, um, you know, fertilizer uh, that that supposedly was lost on this train. Some there's been all kinds of weird, unbelievable claims, but they were saying, you know, they were they they put together several events that were happening at the same time and said, this looks highly suspicious. Something really big is going to happen. Um, and it didn't. It didn't. And so um, I've learned over 12 years, because I used to write an article. Every, every, almost every single time there were, you know, three or four coincidental events or whatever that looked like there was going to be a false flag attack of some kind. I would, back in the day, I used to write an article about it and say, boy, look at this. This happened, this happened, this happened, and this happened. Could this be a precursor to the next major false flag? But over the 12 years that I've been doing this stuff, I've learned not to get, you know, a bee in my bonnet over every time somebody makes a claim about these things. And the other thing that I've learned, it's no fault of anybody's. It's no fault of anybody's. But what I have learned is that people who mean well, they may love the Lord with all of their heart, and some of them I know they do as well, absolutely. Um, they get their information from, or at least they the claim is, and I don't know, I don't know these people from Adam. I know the, some of the people, but I, you know, my point is this. They claim that they are getting their information from three-letter agencies. Okay? Now, how they're able to do that without those three-letter agencies getting, having their phones surveilled and listened in on, uh, I struggle with that. Because I don't understand. You know, I know that we're all being listened to anyway, so why wouldn't a member of a three-letter agency be actively monitored? I don't know. How much of that information that gets given to those three-letter agency whistleblowers is disinformation, intentional disinformation? I don't know. One of the things that I do know is that all of the people that are well-known and very well-liked out on the Internet that claim that they're getting their information from the three-letter agencies have a hit ratio – that if they were in Major League Baseball, they would kind of, you know, there would be a strikeout. There, it's, and Robert Vandrius Mitchell, it's, I'm not saying that it isn't that these haven't been planned. I'm not saying that what they're reporting isn't possible or likely. What I am saying is that we've learned, praise Jesus, from folks like Robert Vandrius Mitchell and also uh, Sister Elena and stuff, from their experience, horrific experience of being indoctrinated and pulled into the um, Illuminati stuff because of their, who they, you know, the families that they were born into, et cetera. We found out, you know, they always have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. And I really believe that when they hear 
us talking about an event that they've planned uh, because they listen, then they go to plan B or they go to plan C. Or if someone's saying the timeline is going to be, uh, oh, this fall or it's going to be September or it's going to be an October surprise or whatever the case is, they listen in on that and then they say, nope, we're not going to do that. We move it over to, you know, because that would explain why all the big events like the 9-11s and stuff like that, the really big events seem to hit us all by surprise. They're constantly moving. They're constantly – it's a war situation, and they – you know, they, they, now, our Heavenly Father is absolutely in control, but if he has decided to lift his hand of protection off of the earth or any part of the earth or the entire earth, which is the way it appears right now, then the forces of evil, the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, are able to pretty much plan what they want to do, listen to what we're talking about, and, you know – work around it and cause whatever the next – who knows how many things they have queued up. We don't know. We know from what they have told us, but we do not know when, and, and, and I don't think we ever will. All right, praise God. I think I, – I mean, I don't think we're you – know, it, you know, think, put it like this. You know, if you're like sitting at – maybe you work remote, right, and you're working, working from your home office, and all of a sudden the whole house goes, And everything goes black and quiet. You know, that happens frequently enough here in Tampa, Florida, that my initial reaction would be that the power is going to come back on any second now. So I'm, I'm literally will sit in my chair waiting for the power to come back up. But what about that day when you're sitting there waiting and now you're into a 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever the case is, and it's still not coming up. Now you hit the 30-minute mark and you're using your cell phone to go out and look at uh, Tampa Electric Company power outage map. Then you see that the power outage map is – everything is red. And then that sends a – I don't know what you want to call it – a spike of like – Oh, kind of, you know, fear almost, you know, kind of uh, down your spine, you know, because you're because because I can tell you I've been here for 37 years plus and I and I have never seen the Tampa Electric Company outage map go totally red. But that could happen. And that would definitely be a sign that something really, really big is happening. The question is, will we even have access to information to even know what's going on? And how much of it will we be able to believe? Yeah. Well, anyway, I found it very interesting that this person, he calls himself Kim.com or whatever. Uh, but anyway, he says, um, this was a little, I don't even know, a couple of days ago, but he said, he just posted this post. He said, warning, the Ukraine counteroffensive failed miserably, which he's correct about. The United States needs a massive false flag to keep the war going, something that affects NATO countries directly, like a cloud of nuclear radiation. They will blow up uh, Zaporizhia, uh, uh, a nuclear power plant, and blame it on Russia. So, you know what, this guy, um, I don't know him from Adam. I mean, I, I don't care, but I will say this, he gets it. Okay, he definitely gets it. So are we in a place right now where, um, you know, another major false flag event is kind of like queued up and could potentially happen any moment now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I I would kind of be surprised if it didn't. It just would. It just doesn't make sense that they would do nothing. 
Not that they're doing nothing ever, because they're always doing something evil. They're always expanding CBDCs, digital IDs. They're pushing on it. They're, the International Monetary Fund right now is working on uh, changing all of their computer systems so they can be like the global headquarters for all things CBDCs. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of evil, satanic motion that is in play right now. I mean, it's unbelievable. But I'm talking about the big stuff. You know, like Cascadia subduction zone or ground-based nuke or something like that or whatever. Um, but I guess they have to time it perfectly, you know, in their own satanic manner so that they're able to ultimately control the outcome in order, order out of chaos, right? They, they, want, they want to be able to ultimately control the outcome. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, um, this is a little testimony from uh, Jim uh, – forgive me for this – Caviezel. Uh, Caviezel, the, the guy who played uh, Jesus in Passion for the Christ. And I'm just going to go ahead and play you a little bit of this audio snippet. It's, uh, it's uh, significant. All right, so let's go ahead and pull this up real fast. This uh, movie to um, two Academy Award Best Director, Best Film Directors. And um, both of them are really kind of brutal, you know, when you go to them, because they're going to tell you the truth, what they think of the movie and everything. Um, both of them were absolutely stunned. Um, one of them is my good friend, Mel Gibson. The other one likes to remain anonymous. Um, Mel was weeping. And, uh, and um, in a fair world, this would hands down win best picture. But like the passion, they won't touch this one. Your name may not appear down here in this World's Hall of Fame. In fact, you may be so unknown that no one knows your name. The Oscars and the praise of men may never come your way, but don't forget God has rewards that he'll hand out someday. This crowd on earth, they will soon forget when you're not at the top. They'll cheer like mad until you fall, and then their praise will stop, not God. He never does forget, and in his Hall of Fame, by just believing on his son, Forever there's your name. I tell you, friend, I wouldn't trade my name, however small. It's written there beyond the stars in that celestial hall. For all the famous names on earth of the glory that they share, I'd rather be an unknown here and have my name up there. You know, when we, um, I remember who I was going to tell you earlier, when the, we were so attacked on the passion, finally when it came out, and it's just two years now after it was we started and all of a sudden all the theaters were just people were driving to the theaters and it was like you know cnn didn't make the people stop ms nbc didn't um, and all of the bad propaganda media people listened from their hearts and uh that started on Ash Wednesday of 2004. They saw number. This is an R-rated film. R-rated film. Referring to the passion. Of the passion of yeah. Christ. Right. And we had more on that day. The next day was insane. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now, here's interesting. It's the, that year, four, was the first time the Academy Awards got moved up two months earlier. And not on a Monday. But on a Sunday, so we started on a Wednesday because it was Ash Wednesday when it was released, or and and uh, 
And then those five days come up on Sunday. This is a comeuppance, man. The Academy Awards, I remember Billy Crystal on stage with his mouth just dropped because they weren't the main attraction. Jesus was. <laughs> he was the main attraction. And they were so upset because here they were celebrating themselves. And even the following year, they celebrated. And the people's choice, the people said the passion. And they chose to just uh, block us out. And, you know, they're doing that. And they become the irrelevant show now. When I was younger, when Braveheart was there, it was like almost probably over 100 million people at that point. Now, way below 20 million. I mean, person of interest, I believe we at at the high point, we are like 18 and a half million. Okay, that's the Academy Awards now. Um, So um, you are going to make this film last forever. And this is the, the, I'll take a cultural change. If we were to get rid of trafficking, abortion, just killing children. I mean, let's face it, it's killing children. When they're talking about killing a baby 27 days after it's born, why? You ever think about that? You think that saves the mother's life for some reason? How does that save the mother's life? It's absolutely appalling. And we're, we're done with all your pedo laws. We're done with your woke, okay? Uh, and so there's got to be something from this fire that comes out and, 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 and comes into into this new way of what we're going to do. And I believe Angel's the first beginning of this whole thing. And that's- what are your children going to watch? What are we going to leave for them? You know, why is Disney, I, I, I can't even, when I look at when I did the Count of Monte Cristo, they wanted me to remove all, the God from all of the script. True story. I go, I, I say yes to the Count of Monte Cristo. I read it, says a great script. So I go to Ireland, I'm, there and I've got Richard Harris, Guy Pierce. We're all sitting in the room, and all of a sudden, it's uh, yeah, I'm reading the script, and we're what happened to God? You know, God will give me justice. Yeah, that's not in the movie. That's not in the film. Any of you like that film? So I had to make a decision, and I'm I'm not ashamed of God or anything, but I'm in an embarrassing situation, and I had to say no, I can't do this. Right is right, wrong is wrong, but for the love of my fellow countrymen, I cannot betray them. So that's what happened. And I said, and then Disney said, oh, so you're one of those? I said, one of those what? One of those what? One of those who rewrite Alexander Dumas? One of those who rewrite Shakespeare? Because that's essentially what you did. And so I held my ground. And by God, they backed off. And, you, you know, we've got to be strong Christians like that to hold the ground when you have to, to say, you know, we're not buying that product anymore. We showed this. All right. All right. Praise God. Um, Really kind of a powerful testimony. Now the testimony goes on and gets into some of the darker things that we know are happening around us. Um, And they're, they're really, really bad. All you had to do is watch the Grammys. <laughs> Brought to you by Pfizer, the most satanic organization in the world next to BlackRock. Anyway, uh, or whatever. All right, and here is a little warning, a uh, little snippet warning coming from Glenn Beck, uh, which I think is very relevant. Uh, the question is when, and hopefully I would like to believe that we're not going to be here for this. But anyway, let's go ahead and take a listen to this. All right, praise God. Here we go. 
By the way, the White House has just uh, approved and supports the new proposal. The United Nations uh, has released now, and, and everyone seems to be on board, and it's coming at us like a freight train, our common agenda. But their common agenda is an expansion and a major expansion of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030, including a plan to give the United Nations sweeping emergency powers. The UN, along with its stakeholders of the world, will be there to ensure that there is a unified global response to whatever that crisis might be. Have you voted for anybody at the UN? Because <laughs> I have never voted for anybody at the UN. All right, praise God. So we know that we got the World Health, Health you know, the WHO treaty that's, uh, that everybody, every, everybody wants to sign. We know that they've got the United Nations Treaty, which is essentially the same type of emergency powers uh, for more reasons, actually, more reasons. It's not just uh, health-related, but pretty much whatever they deem is required. All right, so if there's civil unrest to a magnitude that is uh, beyond, you know, at any, imagine this. You know, Trump, let, let's say that, you know, Trump, and let's say the Simpsons are right, Trump ends up in a coffin, and a civil war breaks out in the United States, which has been prophesied by many. Now, let's assume, what, what do you think is going to happen with the U.N.? Okay. So I'm just here to tell you, and there have been some very godly people that have been given dreams and visions, and they have seen it. They've seen the United, you know, you know, the U.N. trucks all over the United States you know, to control uh, you know, unrest. All right. Praise God. Now, this was from Marjorie Taylor Greene. She just posted this. She's getting nervous, obviously, and probably for really good reason. Uh, I think if I was her and, or anybody that is uh, Jim Jordan or any of those that are in the House of Representatives uh, going up against all of these, you know, the, the, the FBI whistleblowers, the Twitter files, the list just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. Uh, but nothing's ever happening. Nothing ever happens. All right. That's what happens when the entire judiciary in the in the it's it, it's it's the it's checkmate, checkmate. The way to checkmate a republic is to take full control of the judiciary, and it's game over. All right. And she says, she says last night in my D.C. residence, the television turned on by itself, and the screen showed someone's laptop trying to connect to the TV. Just for the record, I'm very happy. I'm also very healthy. I eat well. I exercise a lot. I don't smoke. I never have. I don't take any medications. I am not vaccinated, so I am not concerned about blood clots, heart condition, strokes, or anything else, nor do I have anything to hide. I just love my country and the people, and I know how much they have been screwed over by the corrupt people in our government, and I'm not willing to be quiet about it or willing to go along with it. So this is the type of statement that somebody makes when they believe that their time on earth may be limited, which in her case, it may be true or any of our cases for that matter. Jesus could take us home tonight for me. Woohoo! Thank you, father. All right. Next one up. Okay. There was a bunch of us about the Wagner revolt or whatever. And, and anyway, so I was going to play you an audio bite um, with uh, Ritter on, uh, you know, uh, Judge Napolitano's um, and uh, making a comment about, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, the head of Wagner uh, did, you know, get bought off, et cetera. But 
<laughs> he downplayed it for good reason. He should have, and he was very wise to do so because very quickly the whole thing turned around. Uh, there was a deal cut with the Wagner Group, and they got sent off into uh, – they're supposedly moving into Belarus uh, to uh, you know do whatever their next mission is. But that whole nonsense about them going in to take – come on, folks – Let's let's be real here for a second. I'll read you this other headline that goes along with it. Putin's regime is over, says analyst, and something new is starting in Russia. So there has been so much fuss over the Wagner, you know, rebellion. But here, let's put things in order, shall we? This is the kind of stuff that people just don't do. All right. The Russian forces are 1.15 million active. Do you even know how big a million is? Have you ever been inside of a large football stadium that could handle 80,000? Can you imagine what a million is? Well, guess what? They also have 2 million in reserve, fully trained. That makes it 3.15 million, and they could come up with a lot more. Wagner has 25,000. Sounds like an unfair fight to me. So anyway, that was just a bunch of hooey, uh, just like, you know, the whole, I'm not even going to get into the submarine thing. What a waste of breath that is. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, as far as the end times is concerned. Praise Jesus. Germans are forced to scrimp on food, according to surveys. And again, what they're doing is they're, they, they, they have more and more, they're, they're, they're polling. They're polling the different countries to see what the level of impact is from the, you know, the global financial collapse that is in progress. Again, they're trying to do it in such a way that the whole world doesn't turn into France and, you know, that kind of thing and keep in, in some control over it. The uh, Speaking of uh, unusual reports, this one is weird. It's from the Sun out of the United Kingdom. It says, uh, do not ridicule furries in class. So basically it says, cat's bad. Parents and teachers are warned not to ridicule kids who identify as animals. Yeah. Next one up. Most frightening thing I've seen in my life. Worshippers outraged as neo-Nazis wave swastika flags outside of a Georgia synagogue. The people refuse to intervene because it is free speech. And sure enough, they have all kinds of photographs of people standing out there. I mean, it's like, what is the matter with their brains? Oh, well, I, 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 it's, it's just beyond uh, – it's got to be some kind of vaccination poisoning or demonic possession or something. Next one up. We need rain. Corn, soy, and wheat prices are soaring as the drought conditions worsen, uh, worsen in the middle western part of the United States. Okay, and that's not just in here. It's it's not just the United States. It's all over the world in different pockets. And, and uh, yes, yes, it's uh, bad. About the only sign of reprieve that, you know, I don't know how, what it means, if anything, probably not much, uh, is eggs are no no longer costing like $7 a dozen. They finally come down in price a little bit. I'm not even sure why. All right, next one up. International Monetary Fund is working hard on a global central bank digital currency platform. So make no mistake, while we're all gazing at, oh, gee, I wonder, you know, why did Biden wait to announce that the, the submersible had imploded when it went down to look at the Titanic and blah, 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 and all these shiny objects and little 
little bitty kitty threads in the air, threads in the air, and our little hands going bat 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 bat. We want to bat the little threads and look over here and look to the left and look to the right and look to the left and look to the right because we are just like little kitty cats with a piece of thread in the air. That's exactly how we react. We have the focus of nothing. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. I, that's one of the reasons why I, I feel pretty passionate about rereading the things that we need to be staying focused on, which are coming at us like a freight train that has, you know, daggers on the front of it. Okay, so while all this stuff is going on, they are changing the computer systems. They are revamping the everything. They're getting ready for the CBDCs. All right, so there's pockets of that stuff going on. And when they pull the big red lever on that, man, that ain't going to be a good day. I'll tell you that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody is going to be happy about that. There isn't going to be a retiree. There isn't going to be a person on SSI. There isn't going to be a person that's living off the money in any bank, anywhere, it won't matter, and it doesn't matter how much gold you have because, believe you me, these entities are dark enough, evil enough to figure out a way to get to every single form of currency that you think that you might have that's going to get around them. It isn't going to work. I'm here to tell you. It might last for a little while, but they'll get to it. Don't forget, 1933, they made personal ownership of gold illegal. And if they do that for gold and silver, guess what? You're not going to be allowed to have any investments in gold and silver. It'll be against the law. Yeah. All right. Next one up. Breitbart reports decries merciless targeting of Christians around the world. And actually, this is not at all uh, far from the truth. In, in this particular case, it says the, the merciless targeting, targeting of Christians driven by hatred of Christians and the faith itself emerges as common denominator in hundreds of testimonies of persecution, ACN declares in the report today. Almost 340 million Christians from around the world, one out of every seven, live in a country where they suffer some form of persecution, such as arbitrary arrest, violence, full range of human rights violations, and even murder. And it's far worse than that even portrays. Next one up, praise God. Montana says, avoid parts of the Yellowstone River after a train derailment and a bridge collapses. Evidently, you've got all kinds of dangerous chemicals once again being dumped into the, uh, the very few rivers that we have left that are uncontaminated across the world. And, you know, there's all kinds of WEF reasons for that. And it's so sick and twisted. I just pray in Jesus' name that we are found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the Son of Man, Luke 21, 36. And I mean it with all of my heart for every single one of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, the next one up. Rising number of Russian, Chinese nationals at the United States border raises security concerns. You don't say. You know, I could read this report. I could skim over whatever. You know, it's like anybody who's listening to this radio show that doesn't know this stuff's been going on. There have been reports of Chinese troops. There have been reports of, of full-blown Chinese and United Nations, uh, um, what would you call them, military depots. Loaded with trucks, loaded with military gear, loaded with personnel, just south of Laredo, just south of Laredo, Texas. I mean, I've seen the actual satellite footage of this. I mean, 10 years ago, they were talking about this. I, you know, so anyway, none of this is new. It's just more and more and more. So the fortification and the, and the sheer quantity uh, is getting to the place where we can sense, you know, common sense uh, would indicate that we're getting very close to some sort of you know, invasion, Chinese kind of, you know, uh, Red Dawn-like event. All right, next one up. 
asteroid as bulky as three as a three-story building is to zoom past the Earth. Somebody got in touch with me. I forget who it was. And they were going, there's an asteroid coming out. And I'm like, well, don't get excited about it. 77,000 miles away from the Earth is plenty far away. And um, it's not time yet. When the big one hits the the planet, it will be the kickoff of the third, I'm sorry, the sixth seal. Okay, that's where the great earthquake comes in and kicks off the day of the Lord, which that great earthquake is also found in Ezekiel 38. So we can tie them together. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the United States corn and soy crops are at risk as drought conditions rapidly spread in the American in America's breadbasket. And these reports have been getting worse and worse and worse over the years. The question is, collectively, in, in an aggregate sense, how badly – all I can tell you is, you know, I try to, look, try to, like, reconcile the reports back to my life. You know, how is it affecting my life? Now, now I don't want to be, like, pretend like I'm the only pebble on the beach because that would be an unfair analysis, but I do have access – that I can get a whole I, like for example I can't take over your computer and look at Walmart in Europe neck of the woods and say hey am I able to buy a pork roast at Walmart right I can't do that but I can do it for myself and I can tell you right now I used to buy all of my meat now granted I know they're trying to vaccinate all the meat and all that and I'm getting ready to shift over and go to these you know grass fed places and stuff it's more expensive but the stuff is very pure and but anyway I will tell you this. The last 14 days, maybe three weeks, I have periodically gone to the Walmart, you know, groceries.walmart.com website, which delivers to the house for essentially for free. And um, um, uh, nothing. No pork roast, no beef roasts, no chicken, uh, you know, um, what do they call those things? Uh, drumettes, you know, nothing. So the only places like Costco, you can do that. Uh, Winn-Dixie has some stuff, but, you know, I'm finding um, stuff diminishing rather, uh, no, you know, it's kind of kind of creepy. So, but we were told it was going to come and uh, praise God. So anyway, I um, got a new freezer for the, ref- for, for the garage coming on Tuesday because my other one is like 15 years old and it's, it's just not doing what it needs to do. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Charisma News reports, the Simpsons prophecy. Fans contemplate the significance of the episode reflecting the Titan sub-disaster. So if you do some pretty deep dive digging, you got to be careful because there's a lot of false information out there. But the people who are high up, uh, owners of the Simpsons episode, and, and some of them say even Matt Groening or whatever is involved, but uh, s- supposedly um, they are they're in the upper echelon of the ownership of the Simpsons franchise are people who are deeply – Satanic, deeply involved with the Illuminati, deeply uh, aware of what you know events that are going to occur because they're orchestrated events. They're orchestrated events. So you might say, "Wow, they seem so prophetic. How is that even possible?" No, they they're involved with the people that are actually planning these things. Next one up: Beijing heat wave shatters records in temperatures soar above 40 degrees Celsius, which is 104 to 100 to 102 degrees Fahrenheit, which is hot. I don't even know what the feels like temperature is, but I can tell you down here in Tampa, when it says 103 normally with the humidity factor, it's usually several degrees. Feels like. All right, and uh, there was. 
another headline out. I'm seeing more and more of these. It says, you know, what's the perfect ingredient for a dirty bomb? In this case, it's calling out cesium-137. Uh, it says the FSB, which is the uh, old KGB for the Russian Federation, says announced Friday that it had detained five members of an organized crime group suspected of trying to illegally purchase cesium-137 for the tidy sum of $3.5 million, which is one of the reasons why the RF is constantly warning the world that they expect a very, very bad dirty bomb event to be, uh, you know, um, a false flag event to be launched by uh, the, you know, the Azov, Nazi, creepy, Satan-worshipping Ukrainian entities. All right, another headline, praise God. Uh, Unexplained phenomenon, metallic orb UFO sighted in broad daylight over Poland, and when they zoomed in on this thing, it was suspiciously round, kind of like a uh, spherical mothership. I find that quite interesting, particularly in light of the David Doetry prophecy, praise God. So one can only hope, one can only hope. Another headline, 600,000 Americans per year are dying from COVID shots. According to the top insurance analysts, which, of course, would be those whom I would find to be highly credible. Anyway, on that note, it is now 8 p.m., and let's see if we have Brother Zen Garcia on here. I'm going to look. I'm hoping that he's – see, that the one thing is sometimes Zen calls in – I always look for the 11111 for his Skype number, but I'm not. Um, So, Brother Zen, I don't know if you're listening in or getting ready to call in or you've already called in, but if you have, would you press 1 to talk to the host so I know it is you? Um, And if not, I can keep on, you know, talking about stuff uh, until you connect up. I did say around 8 o'clock, and yes, I am notorious for going over the 8 o'clock hour. I just got incredibly, I don't know, I don't believe in luck. I believe in being blessed, and I got blessed tonight by having my timing turn out just right for an 8 o'clock to have you join us uh, at the 8 o'clock hour. But I also know that you're probably one of the most busy people I know. So um, anyway, so if you do hear my voice, uh, whether you're listening offline or whatever, please press 1 so that, uh, you know, the little blog talk radio indicator pops up that you're waiting in the queue. Otherwise, I'm going to be looking for – now, I can – hold on just a second, just as an act of uh, due diligence – it's a little bit tricky, but I can I can try, um, and I'm I'm keeping my eye on both the radio show console and all right. So I'm looking here. Mm, okay, all right, and double checking the numbers. So we should expect him to connect up. I do not see him at this time, which is fine. Um, but he will call in. We talked earlier today. Um, and I'm just making a note of the area code so it'll jump right out at me in case he does decide to come in outside of Skype, which is unusual. But I want to cover all the bases. All right, praise God. All right, so uh, Brother Zen will be calling in pretty soon. Um, I did talk to him earlier today unless something came up. Uh, I don't anticipate it. Now, what I do want to share with you is – this particular book that Brother Zen wrote, uh, now, now gr- granted, uh, Sacred Word Publishing, which can be found at www.sacredwordpublishing.net, okay, this is, y- you will find books at this location 
And, I mean, if you go out to Amazon or whatever, you'll probably find the books there as well. But I think you're going to get a far, far better price by going direct to his website, again, at www.sacredwordpublishing.net. All right, praise God. And the, the collection of materials that he has there is absolutely the books. The books are you can't find anything like it anywhere else in the world. It is really, really powerful. So just to share with you some of the table of contents from this particular book, which is entitled Dragon Lords, the Antediluvian Kings, this is some really, really powerful material. As a matter of fact, uh, it, I find it almost supernatural in a sense that uh, the table of contents mentions some of the things that it does, particularly uh, in light of the fact that the entire world, little by little, uh, with the exception of those who don't want to know about any of these things. Um, and hold on a second. Let me send, let me see if I can um, call, hold on just a second. I want to, I'm going to take my thing off here. I'm going to go ahead and give him a ring, and we'll see. I got him earlier on this line, so praise God. Okay. Just three, three – see, here it is. You can hear it. Okay, so I got forwarded to voicemail. But I did get through, so at least uh, we know he's uh, probably going to call in. He, I, like I said, I called, I, I, I dialed his phone number, and I t spoke with him earlier today, and he said, yes, absolutely, I'll be joining the program later tonight. So, But he also, again, in his defense, um, has one of the most insanely busy lives of anybody I know. Uh, I'm not going to get into all the stuff that this poor guy got to go through, but he goes through a lot. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But anyway, so Chapter 15 uh, – uh, incoming Wi-Fi call. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me let me take this. Miss call or silent mode. Okay, let me try this. See, I'm I'm hitting the uh, redial. It, all right. No worries. Hey. Pardon. Oh, okay. Sounds great. Will you be coming in on the uh, Skype one 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 thing, or a special number? Okay, the, uh, the 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 one that I'm speaking to you now, which is the has an area code of six seven eight. Got it. All right. I'll be looking for you. Thanks a lot. I'm just letting everybody know I'm going to read the uh, table of contents to the book, just so that, you know get their juices flowing. All right. I'm talking to. You. I'll, I'll I'll see you when you join. All right. Bye bye. All right, praise God. All right, so, all right, so get this. This is amazing. Considering all the things that we know that are going on around us now and that are hitting a kind of like a mainstream sort of, you know, people are waking up to things. Chapter 15, when the blood was offered. Chapter 16, adrenal crone. 
How much more information is out there right now? I mean, you've got Jim Caravelle or whatever. He's even talking about the adrenal chrome thing. That, that stuff is sitting like, you know, as, uh, as mainstream as it can possibly get in the alternate, you know, the, the people that want to wake up to the evils of the satanic crime syndicate, the global creepy weirdness. Then, it, then there's a chapter 17. It's talking about the dragon lords. Uh, then uh, some uh, dissertation and stuff in chapter 18 about the flying fiery serpents, which, by the way, are mentioned in the book of Isaiah. All right, then uh, in chapter 19, he talks about the great dragon. Uh, in, in chapter 20, Eridu, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, which is the home in the Pharaoh way. Don't understand that. He talks about pre-Adamic earth, multiply, replenish the earth, the world that was then, Genesis revisited in the Golden Fleece. So praise God, there are some really intense, exciting topics uh, in here that are very relevant uh, to the things that we see happening around us right now, uh, you know, almost, it just feels to some of us that are doing this kind of homework, you know, homework on the adrenal chrome and stuff, it is unbelievable the number of people. I mean, you've got uh, Bobby Kennedy that's talking about it. You've got, like I said, Jim Caravelle that's talking about it. You've got, uh, you know, some uh, documentaries that are about to come out about it. This, the, the cat's out of the bag. And a lot of this information is captured in the spirit of this historical uh, uh, anthology of a type. Okay, so praise God for Zen's work because, like I said, if you take the time to go to sacredwordpublishing.net, you're going to find books that are just way beyond. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And Brother Zen is right now waiting in the queue, so let's bring him live. Awesome. Hey, Brother Zen, are you there? I am, Brother. How are you, man? Ah, you sound good. Hey, it's been a long time since we had you on to to, uh, talk about. This is great. I'm excited. Hey, um, but real quick, you had sent a a YouTube video, I recall, that night where I was, uh, unfortunately, I was so focused looking at my notes and everything else under the sun when we had Dr. Joy on. I didn't notice that you were in the queue, which makes me bummed. But anyway, um, you had sent me a link to a YouTube or something like that, probably having to do with the uh, uh, the awesome uh, seminar that you guys did. I'm not sure, but did you want to talk about anything about the seminar where people can get more information, all that kind of stuff, and, and kind of start out there and then work into the book? Yeah, sure. Um, but actually, that night, what I had sent you was it was that evening that the family in Las Vegas had that craft land in their backyard. Uh, all that oh, was yeah. happening. And so I wanted you to know about it because it was such a, you know, uh, a big deal and uh, something that was undeniable with regard to mainstream media and uh, how the, you know, police officers went out there and, there was all the the ring video and everything else, and um, and so I thought it would be of great interest to your community, especially since we know all of that to be tied up with the fallen angel and the ancient alien deception, and you know that they are our gods and all of that that they've uh, been trying to get people to buy into. So uh, that's what I wanted to bring forth that in that evening and. 
you know, it's, uh, it's crazy now because um, they say that this family has also disappeared and can no longer be found to be communicated with. And uh, this kind of thing happens a lot with, uh, you know, the men in black and all that. But uh, with regard to the uh, the um, the conference that we had, it was a really incredible experience. Of course, um, all of you know that Dr. Joy was there, and she was speaking on her book, Beast Mark, which um, is, you know, an incredible work as well in that it has everything to do with the end times and also this deception and also the AI and the sentience and how all that is being pushed right now, the tracking and tracing, the buying and selling. And so uh, we are going to be making all of the live streams available to the public. Uh, it's just been, you know, so much work after um, doing the conference and we're still kind of catching up, but um, so that will be made available soon. And those that don't know, there was, so many awesome presenters, so many awesome speakers. Myself, uh, Dr. Joy, Gary Wayne, um, the the Skivas were there as well, speaking about all that that had happened with with Rob and with his um, unfortunate and you know, his uh, stage and established um, as far as you know, the establishment targeting individuals like alternative truth seekers and that Rob was targeted in that manner. But um, anyway, so, and then uh, W. Kent Smith and my friend Brett Thomas and, and others were also there, Noel Hadley. And we all talked about the end time mysteries, you know, the uh, fig tree generation and all the things that are connected to what's happening and how the hour is late. And certainly we see this, you know, the the Great Reset and the so-called Golden Age that uh, the Ascended Masters and the Great White Brotherhood, all of that, that they are promising and how all that, again, is connected to uh, what the ancient aliens are talking about with uh, the fallen angels being our creators. And so these are, of course, concepts that, I speak about in great detail in what is the two book set that you were speaking about, the Dragon Lord. Uh, the first book of the set is called The Pre Adamites and the Antediluvian World. Uh, the second is The Dragon Lords, the Antediluvian Kings. And it has everything to do with the first world age and how in the scriptures in verses one through three, we see that Elohim created the heavens and the earth, but then all of a sudden in the second passage, the second verse, we see that the earth became without form and void. And when you look up that phrase in the Hebrew, the 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 phrase is Haya Tohuabohu, which translates out that the primeval earth became or becomes a deserted wasteland and an indistinguishable ruin. And so this is implying that something occurred. And for those of us that 
have studied, looked at, and examined the subject, we know that the war in heaven, where we have the separation of light and darkness, that this was the division of the angels of light and the angels of darkness legion, and that there was this great rebellion of the angels in that they did not want to serve the Most High, but they wanted to be like the Most High King uh, unto themselves. And that one, specifically Lucifer, that iniquity was found within him and that he wanted to establish his throne above the stars and the clouds of God and to be like the Most High in the sides of the north above the mouth of the congregation. And we see also in the one how the Most High asked him, well, where have you been? And he says that I've been wandering to and fro up and down within you know, even the interior of the earth. And we have this whole ideology of there being this hollow earth entrance that leads into the interior of the earth and that these particular beings, and that um, the Nagas, which are the reptilian races, they uh, live within, and even the giants, they live within the interior of the earth, and that they from that place, they from that place are, um, you know, coming after and making war with humanity I need that trackball Um, and so these are the things that have been hidden and you know I heard you John and I think it was last week you were talking about um, the Septuagint the Brenton uh, not the Brenton translation but in the chapter 13 of the Septuagint we have in Isaiah where it speaks about how the giants would be released from the interior of the earth and that they would have a part to play in the uh, war and the wrath of God being poured out on humanity. Uh, hold on, John. I'm going to get a sip of water real quick and, and then we'll oh, continue no worries. on. Um but that is an important aspect of the understanding as far as the wrath of God as well. All right. And so um, when you come to that discernment, you come to the understanding that the wrath of God is to be poured out on the wicked and those not written into the books of life, we also come to understand that it is these supernatural forces which at the end of the age will be hey, and punish those that have been tapping into things like CERN in order to open up portals to bring forth um, you know, legions and to create um, chaos at the end times and to make people um, 
you know, as far as the all of these supernatural weirdness where the spiritual worlds are being merged with the material and they are colliding one into the other and they are bleeding over. All of that is happening. We see even in the mention of Joel chapter 2, you know, that uh, the dragons, I mean, the uh, second Ezra's dragons of Arabia. In Joel chapter 2, you have these uh, beings, these entities that even when they fall on the sword, it, it doesn't kill them. Weirdness to their capability. And so these are the things that are coming upon the earth and which are going to um, bring, uh, as far as punishment to to the world, that we are seeing disclosure happening even now, that the, uh, the government is releasing information that speaks about all of the supernatural weirdness. And so um, communities, especially the truth-seeking communities, they are being forced to reconsider all that they've ever been taught and all that they ever thought they knew of truth. And so these supernatural things that we've been speaking about now for people are having to, you know, to to look at and re-examine uh, the reality of the situation that we are living in and the powers, the principalities, the rulers of darkness, the spiritual wickedness in high places uh, that we are contending with. The red one. Okay. Uh, you there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to. I, um, by the way, I sent you I, – I, I don't know I, – I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I sent you an email. <clears throat> Hopefully the video is still good. But someone, while the people – and I'm, I'm looking at these uh, articles – Supporting what you just said about the potential of the family in Las Vegas who made the report about the aliens turning up missing now. That's pretty creepy. And then um, I sent you a video uh, in your email. Hopefully the link still works. But it looks pretty darn convincing. It appears to be some type of a creature, uh, probably a tall gray of some type that seems to be almost like huddling in the back of a backyard, you know, to try to, I don't know, in a a kind of a pose of defense, you know, like, uh, who knows, but um, it looked pretty legit to me. A couple of people, we we circulated it around amongst a a number of people who have had encounters, uh, you know, the fourth kind or whatever you want to call them. And uh, I haven't had one person say, oh, that doesn't look, you know, real to me kind of thing uh is pretty creepy but that's in that should be in your inbox right now it's uh kind of creepy <laughs> but anyway go, go ahead i'm sorry go ahead all right um i'm pulling up the the contents of this book for so just give me one minute um that way i can share you know further as far as the details of this book but it's important for people to understand that with regard to the first world age that the Bible does speak about and talks about and covers that 
there had been something that occurred in ancient times and that we um, really should consider that there was this, you know, previous age and this previous happening and that the fallen angels were banished here on the earth uh, we were and that they were here present in the world before we were. And so when you realize that, you you know that as far as the age of the earth, the technology, the things that we see all over uh, with regard to the cyclopean, the megalithic structures, all of that, those things were not created by man. They were not established by humanity. Uh, we even did that one show where we were talking about the Farsight Institute and the remote viewing that they did on the creation of the pyramids and how it was that the beings that were behind and that were orchestrating the uh, manipulation of the people and that were pushing the workforce as far as the slaves uh, that were, you know, used. But it was a higher technology that these beings looked like praying mantises, which, in my opinion, you know, you look at that and you see that these praying mantises uh, also could be uh, said to be what we see in the ancient narrative of the these reptilian entities, um, the feathered serpents, these seraphim angels that, you know, seraph, of course, means snake-like or reptilian-like that. In the ancient narrative, the dragon-like, the Anunnaki, the feathered serpents, these particular entities and these beings, that they are said to have been the ones that established, formulated ancient civilizations and that they um, were the ones that had also given them um, a high degree of technology and capability and established them in a way that they worshipped what are the the feathered serpents, the pantheon of gods and goddesses, uh, the Anunnaki, the archons, uh, whatever you want to call them. And that um, in the ancient times, they also speak about in the antediluvian world, how it was that they worship Quetzalcoatl, Kukulkan, Viracocha. And then when you look at the translations of these particular names uh, that these beings are said to have been plumed serpents, feathered serpents. Even the name for America, uh, when you look at it in the Peruvian, in the indigenous, uh, as far as the indigenous people, the tribe that, that it also means the land 
of the plumed serpent. And so, you know, America and this particular world that we live in right now, as far as the you know, North and South and Central America and um, all the ancient and the oral traditions that are linked to the worship of this particular entity that we see even in the scriptures in Revelation 12, it tells us that this being was an ancient, that old dragon, that ancient serpent who deceiveth the entire world and that this particular deity uh, has since very ancient times been able to manipulate, deceive, and lead astray humanity. And not only that, but in the worship of these ancient mystery Babylon, the ancient Atlantean, the mystery school religions, that they worship these beings by performing blood and chickdom, uh, children and victim sacrifice. And not only were they cannibals and they ate the blood of humanity uh, and the flesh of humanity, uh, but that's why it speaks about in Daniel how they would attempt to intermingle themselves amongst the seed of man and that in my work and uh, I know you've been teaching about this for a very long time as well that have within the scriptures it speaks about um, that the there's the enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent that there's this ancient war between the bloodlines and that this ancient war progresses on even in this day and age and that the elites, those that sit on the thrones of the world today uh, that are located all over the world and that are united in um, these secret societies, these Freemasonic brotherhoods and communities, uh, these different mystery schools, that they are these particular, what Christ said of them, ye are of your father, the devil. And he said also that your fathers in your previous generation, they were the murderers of the prophets. They were the assassins of Yahushua's messengers. And specifically, he also said that not only were they the murderers of the prophets, but he linked them and said that they were the ones responsible for killing Abel to Zacharias, which you know, was the father of John the Baptist and was killed by Herod in the Holy of Holies, his blood permanently staining 
the floor there in the Holy of Holies and as a reminder uh, for the injustice and for the sin that Herod had um, and that uh, John the Baptist was the rightful heir of what was the Levitical priesthood, that he was not only the voice crying out from the wilderness, uh, declaring the coming of the the Lord, um, but that, you know, his father being the high priest, he was in that line. But they, of course, accepted the authority of the Levitical priesthood, and they conspired the murder of the Messiah. And they deny even in this day and age as to the prophetic fulfillment of things like Isaiah with Emmanuel, God with us, and uh, the coming of the Messiah. And, and not only did they deny the first advent, but they are also denying the second and that he is coming. And he, he told us, I go now to prepare a place before you and that I will come again. And that the division the harvest of the wheat and the tares, it has everything to do with there being these two bloodlines in this world. And that they are, um, you know, of course, denying and that the world has little understanding with regard to this, this ancient teaching. And that the bloodlines of the Illuminati, these children of Cain and Canaan, uh, that they are working from the shadows to orchestrate what they call the New World Order, what we have come to understand as being the New World Order. And that the reason they want to unite the world in a, a singular political, economic, and religious institution, this one world order is not to, I mean, partially it is to establish this global domination where they are able to tax and to rule over all peoples through one organization. But it has more to do with as they term it themselves uh, in the the vision of Pike and how in his letter to Giuseppe Mazzini they spoke about the need to foment these three world wars as a pretext to bring forth the Antichrist and to establish the open worship of Satan and Lucifer uh, here upon the world. And so these are the things that have been pushed since very ancient times. Atlantis, the Tower of Babel, um, you know, how the in the letters of Plato where it speaks about how the Atlanteans went to war with the Athenians and that they were in that time trying to establish this new world order system that is a continuation it's ongoing 
even with what we see during the Tower of Babel when Nimrod united all the peoples and that they were attempting to break into, to tap into the, the heavens, war with God and the angels of the Most High, uh, that all of these things uh, were being done and are being done purposely in order to bring us to where we are now. And again, that has everything to do with establishing the whole idea that, you know, the fallen angels, uh, the ancient aliens, that they are our creators and that they, you know, created us long ago, that the promise is that they're coming to save us from ourselves, which is all a lie. Uh, this is all what the Bible speaks about as being the strong delusion. And so it's necessary for people to understand these things and to understand what happened in our ancient past because they don't, they're not going to understand what is coming and how uh, the scriptures explain all these very esoteric things, what seem to be, you know, just beyond belief and beyond comprehension. And so uh, that's why I wrote the the books that I have and do the work that I do uh, is in order to bring truth and help people to understand the bigger picture. So Zen, um, pull this together for me and maybe also the listeners. Do you, do you perceive, I'm just curious, I, I really don't even have an opinion about it, and I don't know that it's all that relevant, but I'm just curious. You know, it, it's pretty evident, I think, to many of those of us who have researched or, or read books or whatever on the subject of, we'll just call it pre-Adamic Earth. Um, is it your opinion that uh, the land of Muir, uh, Lemuria, uh, Atlantis and uh, some of these other um, very ancient um, kingdoms and empires. Do, do, is it your opinion that those existed before um, Adam and Eve, uh, you know, and the garden descended upon the earth? Oh yeah, yeah, with, without a doubt, um, uh, and that's what you know. Again, I cover and talk about. Because you have to understand that the first world age has everything to do with um, the what we call the Anunnaki, uh, them being here in the world before Adam and Eve. And that even the rebellion of the angels and the fall of the angels, all this took place in very ancient times. And so let me... Um, share with you a few verses in second peter chapter three it says for this they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of god the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water 
that whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and the perdition of ungodly men. And so we see that in Second Peter when you continue with these verses that Peter is speaking about how the first world age was destroyed by water and not the flood of Noah's day, that this is the creation and that this is the one that led up to the earth becoming without form and void, that it was annihilated, destroyed completely so that the most high Elohim had to recreate the creatures and recreate the hominids. And yes, all of this happened in very ancient times. That the duration of what is the second world age, that this is a 7,000 year period. And so it is the present age, what is called the you know, the the age of our contemporary um, modern Adam and Eve, our modern ancestors, Homo sapiens and the race of humanity uh, that we know now and are connected to. That goes back to the story of the creation of Adam and Eve, their placement within the Garden of God in paradise, and how they were tempted by Satan and Satan, uh, Satan L means the adversary of L. This is a title, and it's connected to Samael, which is the name of the serpent in the garden in Genesis chapter three, verse six. When you read it in the Targum, in the Aramaic Targum, which Targum means translation. And it's in this rendition that the serpent is actually named Samael, the angel of death, the viper of God. And that this it was this angel that rebelled that we know to be Lucifer, uh, also called Samyaza, Azazel. He has many different names, many different titles. But it was this particular being um that brought death into the world and he is the one along with the water that was under him they were cast out and it says in second enoch in chapter 29 that this occurred on the second day that one from the order of angels together with the order that was beneath him they rebelled against the most high because he wanted to be like the most high and they were cast out. They were cast down to the earth, which I'll go into and share. And uh, you can see that from these verses that I'll bring up that this uh, bore the creation of Adam and Eve. And so it's very important to understand in the timeline of creation where the rebellion of the angels and the war in heaven is and takes place because we also 
have a pre-existence that is connected to that particular temptation and that particular occurrence. And it is the issue of how people and the angels responded to the temptation of Lucifer in trying to have the angels join him in this rebellion that leads to the what we see described in scripture as Jacob being favored and Esau being hated. Because again, and as I've stated many, many times, how can you justify a loving, kind, compassionate, and just God hating a child that had not yet even been born? Who can qualify or justify such, uh, according to the scriptures, you do not understand that original sin, rather than being tied to Adam and Eve, is tied to each one of us, and that we have a responsibility in the fall that finds us now incarnated into flesh form, that the scriptures tell us that the Most High knew us before the foundations of the world, that we were predestined for these lights and the situations, the birth and the lifetimes that we find ourselves in right now. And so the only way to make sense of this, the, you know, Esau giving up his birthright, and this again was before he was born, that this is a repeat and it's a reflection of his actions during his previous embodiment, his spiritual incarnation as one of these sons of God, the morning stars that created on the first day have been here and present with uh, the Most High since even before the foundations of the world were laid. And that is um, a situation that extends to all of us that what we see in Jeremiah chapter 1 where the word of the Lord going to Jeremiah says, I knew you before you entered into the womb of your mother. I had foreordained you to be a prophet unto the nation that Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit, the Father, Yahuwah, they knew us before the foundations of the world. And before it was decided even to create humanity, because um, it tells us in the in a chapter on the creation of the world that Christ agreed to be our redeemer before humanity was made, because they knew we would be tempted and that we would fall, and that being tempted and that and falling we would need the Most High, uh, Yahushua, to enter into the flesh in order to redeem us, to restore us to our first estate, that our original home is above the vaulted dome of the earth, that in the 
heavens in the third heaven, what it says uh, of paradise, that this is where New Jerusalem is located even now. And that at the end of days, uh, we will see New Jerusalem descend out of the heavens, that the sky will roll back like a scroll, and that it is here on the earth that the city of God, New Jerusalem, paradise, come down from the heavens, and that it will be here on the earth that uh, the 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 you know the Moti rules over the people, and that we will come to know uh, the truth as far as the the feast days and the festivals and the ways of the Most High God. And so, yeah, all of this is very important to understand because, again, it connects to a time before um, what we live in as far as the modern 7,000 years of the Second World Age. That it, it says that we would be given a, a time of reprieve, 120 jubilees, which equals 6,000 years. And Peter tells us that a day is as a thousand years unto the Lord. And so this last thousand years of what is the millennial reign is the Sabbath day of rest. And it will be during that time that uh, the Most High will be here on the earth and that those that are found worthy. Because um, in the Gospel of Thomas, it says, I will call you one from 1,000 two from 10,000. And so, you know, the elect is but a small minority. Those that really understand the truth that are what I call the seekers of lost paradise. You know, a seeker of lost paradise may seem a fool to those that have never sought the other worlds. And that's what we are. We are seeking for lost paradise. This is why you know, Christ said, remember from whence thou art fallen, because this is not our home. We're not from this material realm. We had originally been created with a bright nature. And, you know, the primary Adamic literature, the first book of Adam and Eve and others, the life, the vitae of Adam and Eve, they show to us and they describe how Adam and Eve, when they were created, they were created with immortal aspects, that they were not supposed to die, that they were to eat from the tree of life and live forever. But when they were tempted, and God warned them, in the day that you eat thereof, speaking about the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that when you eat of this fruit, then you shall die. And again, this has to do with a day as uh, a thousand years unto the Lord, that Adam, he lived 930 years when he died. And this is, again, is a, a day according to the Lord. So he did die in the day that he ate thereof. And they, losing their bright nature, they were placed into physicality. They took on flesh embodiment. They took on mortal form. 
And this is why the Most High removed them from paradise, because they were now in a fallen state. And if he had allowed them to eat from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil while they were in this fallen, they would have taken on this corrupted form forever. And they would not have been able to be redeemed. And so he put the cherubim in place, uh, the flaming sword guard to protect the tree of life and its fruit. And they were removed from paradise, banished here to the dark earth. And that it would be here that the word of the Lord told Adam at that time, I will be born of your seed that in Genesis 3.15 we see that there's a prophecy speaking to the serpent he said I will put enmity between thee and the woman between thy seed and her seed and that bruise your head uh, that the, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent at the same time that it nips at his heel And this indeed was fulfilled when Christ was crucified on the cross that 900 years previous that David had taken up direct arms and confronted Goliath, who was this Philistine champion, this giant, this Nephilim uh, seed, and that he was mocking Saul and the rest of the Israel, uh, Israelite champions, the men of war. And for 40 days he did this. David took up the challenge and stunning him with a sling stone, he ran up to him and cut his head off with his sword. And then he took his head as a prize and took it back to Jerusalem and showed it, paraded it uh, to the people to show them that Indeed, he had vanquished their enemy, their arch nemesis, Goliath. And afterward, it was buried there at Golgotha. Golgotha meaning Goliath of Gath. And that when he buried there, the skull there, that place came to be known as the Hill of the Skull, Calvary. And it was at that place 900 years later that the Messiah being crucified, the prophecy of Genesis 3.15 was fulfilled in that he was crushing the head of the serpent seed at the same time that it was nipping at his heel. And so, you know, again, the the war between the bloodlines, the enmity between them, the connections to the the dragon lords, as I call them. All of these things are very important if you are going to understand the bigger picture of what the scriptures are speaking about and alluding to. You know, <clears throat> there's an awful lot of... Um... 
you know, with the uh, with with uh, so many people out there right now trying to are or, or who are in the process, if you will, of putting together documentaries, ratting out the whole uh, Pizzagate kind of creepy stuff, all that. Uh, there's been an awful lot of uh, accelerated discussion. An awful lot of this accelerated discussion regarding this adrenal chrome thing. Now, um, in the most um, you know basic sense, um, I think a lot of people understand that it's you know it's you know whenever you adrenaline is oxidated uh, during fear or other events that are you know raised the sacrificial person or whatever to a point of high energy or fear or whatever. Um, that that this stuff uh, is well the, the the recent some of the recent commentaries that are out there because the information um, portfolio the understandings the people that are revealing additional new information are saying things such as uh, in its uh, in its you know adrenal chrome is now they're saying is ten times more powerful than heroin. In its effect on an individual. Now, I um, I also recently had noted uh, some articles that had been released. I did not. I was unaware of these, but they are out there, and they are very scientific, and they seem to be believable. And evidently, so epinephrine, which is uh, essentially disseminated amongst the public who have various tendencies towards, you know, uh, you know, if they get stung by bees, they could die, things like that. It's a, uh, it, it's in a pen. It's distributed in a pen by medical professionals and, and it's basically adrenaline. Okay. So it's more pure adrenaline, but I come to find out that epinephrine, these little shots that people can carry in their purse or whatever, if they're allergic to certain things, uh, after a period of time, when the epinephrine, I don't know, goes past its shelf date or whatever, it starts to oxidate. And so when epinephrine ex- oxidates, it actually turns into adrenochrome, which I was very surprised to find out. But anyway, um, uh, I guess where I'm heading with this is when I was doing some pretty deep dive study on the um, the alien phenomenon, we'll just leave it at that because, well, it's, it's just my own personal opinion for many different reasons that, that it, you know, yes, the vast majority we are dealing with are fallen angelic beings, twice dead, strange flesh, that kind of thing. But, you know, it's it's kind of bigger than that. You know, the universe is a pretty big place. There's trillions of galaxies. There's multiple universes. You know, God is certainly, you know, we're not the only pebbles on the beach. That would be ridiculous. So anyway, so, but anyway, so in studying all of this, I had uh, many years ago, there was a testimony of an individual who evidently had had multiple encounters with, um, who knows, but, you know, alien beings, we'll just say, otherworldly beings, uh, that, and and she had said, which I found very interesting, that they were frustrated collectively, you know, uh, you know, they, they, through their abduction and various manipulation of mankind in the abduction activities. One of the things that frustrated them, um, whether, you know, for whatever reason, was that they were not able to get a hold or control 
the spirit energy of man. They were able to scalp souls like the Baki Ai uh, in, in, in Ezekiel and such like that. Uh, they were able to move soul energy from a living human over into a hybrid and animate the hybrid, uh, you know, and, and such, and then turn them loose on society. Um, but they couldn't get a hold of, and, and this person, as she was expand, expanding on this concept of their frustration, not being able to get a hold of the spirit energy, Genesis 2-7, uh, you know, where, where the Lord God Yahweh Elohim breathed, breathed the spirit of the living God, capital S, soul, into the nostrils of Adam. Okay, that, that, that's like, you know, kind of like the God particle for those of us who are blessed to be part of the true, if you will, endemic bloodline. So the frustration that they had, it, 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 she linked it to emotion. She said that the th- that which causes our emotions – uh, laughter, happiness, joy, um, we, you know, just list out the whole group of different types of emotions that we have, even anger. Um, that comes from that spirit energy, and they're very covetous, very covetous of that spirit energy. They're not able to get a hold of it. They cannot get a hold of it. And they can get a hold of everything else, but they can't touch the spirit energy, and they want that spirit energy. And I wonder to myself if there might be a connection from, you know, this whole concept of, ox, uh, you know, oxid, ox, oxidated, um, you know, uh, adrenaline uh, in the actual blood of the edemic bloodline, and that that, you know, I don't know what, how to refer to it, but that, you know, um, empowered chemical compound that results in the, this adrenochrome uh, formulation, if you will, it, it, I wonder if that's some sort of a manifestation. Uh, and, and I don't, you know, of course, many times the magnitude past the norm but a very powerful manifestation of that spirit, that God spirit energy that um, they otherwise are unable to get a hold of. I mean, have you run across any of that? This is all theory on my part. I don't really know, but I do remember studying a lot of material from testimonies of people that had been in for an awful long time in the presence of otherworldly beings, likely fallen angelic beings, and their how they expounded always, I mean, just always brought up this concept that, that these entities were very, very frustrated that they had, they could not get a hold of, they could not leverage, they could not move the spirit energy, they couldn't commandeer it. They were jealous of it, and they wanted it. And there was some sort of power associated with it, and I wonder if that is somehow connected back to this adrenochrome dynamic, which seems to give them power to manipulate mass you know, I, I, I think to myself, you know, shape-shifting, and, you know, we can look at all of the scriptures that have to do with shape-shifting, but really the only thing that comes, the only thing that makes sense to me is that Einstein was right. When you know about quantum mechanics, when you know about particle physics, you realize that if you, if you were to shrink yourself down into the size of a quark, you would be able to float through a piece of granite, and you would never know it was there. So we, so when Einstein said we're basically, we basically live inside of a hologram, albeit a very convincing one, 
then the only conclusion that I can logically come to is that these entities, through the power that they're able to get from this adrenochrome, are able to manipulate the hologram, the mass. <clears throat> we consider it to be mass. That's, it's just kind of an uneducated scientific attempt at describing, because scientists, physicists today do not understand mass. They know that it exists. They know that a rock it has a more solid mass than water, but they do not understand and have no scientific backing whatsoever of what maintains the mass, which was what drove <clears throat> the whole concept of hunting for the Higgs boson, which they called the God particle, which was aptly named, by the way, because they do not and still do not know what holds mass together. So I wondered to myself, if it, it, is, you know, it kind of gives me this feeling that it's all interconnected to the Spirit of God, and it's all connected back to the adrenochrome, because you know as well as I do that without and, – and, and how about the proliferations then of the use of those rubber masks right now? We – in all the years you and I have been studying these subjects – the rubber masks weren't around. We didn't see a lot of those. But there was a scene in V for Visitors where this woman tore the rubber mask off of her face and a reptilian was underneath the rubber mask. And it never occurred to me. But nowadays we're seeing unbelievable numbers of uh, videos that are surfacing out there with people wearing these rubber masks. And, I, and I'm wondering to myself, is this on account of they can't get enough adrenochrome to maintain their shape, so they're covering up their faces with these rubber masks. I don't know, but what are your thoughts on all this? It kind of all seems to swirl around into one big story that just goes right back to the power of the living God, uh, you know, our Most High, and how that is unique to those of us who are part of the Edemic bloodline. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, sorry about that. Um, it makes me think about there's this passage from the Great Commission 3, which is about the apocalyptic text. And it speaks about how one of the deceptions that in the end times, that the Antichrist, he will be able to perform signs and wonders and to be able to convince uh, humanity that he is a god and that many will bend the knee in order to put themselves under his authority. But the one thing that it says he is unable to do is that he is unable to resurrect the dead or to imbue life into something that does not have it and he's not able to infuse life into um, or to impart soul into inanimate beings or into uh, even you know some life form some simple type of life form or something of that nature and we see also that the same kind of thing is spoken about by Enoch 
when he talks about the rebellion of the watchers and how the fallen angels uh, coming down and mating with the daughters of Cain that they were unable um, after their death that they were unable to take part and to go on to an afterlife that they had no part in salvation and that when they died they became ravening ghosts spirits that were looking for a soul to possess and form to uh, take part in and to live through and that this is also what we see with regard to the scriptures and the description of what is reincarnation because reincarnation is not as far as the norm for humanity uh there is a special thing of you know the spirit of elijah uh said to be hosted by john the baptist but this is not the norm you know we are not cycling in and out of body and through lifetime that in hebrews it tells us that we live one life and then judgment uh, even though yes we were previously uh had a spiritual embodiment that we were spirits morning stars the sons of god before we entered into the wombs of our mother but this is not you know we're not going through uh where we're reincarnating every time we die and coming back into the body but that the fallen angels they are allowed to take over and this is why the um the children of cain the bloodline elite when they do these rituals where they offer the blood as when the blood is offered that they come forth and this is described in the emerald tablets of thoth but that they perform such rituals so that they can open these doorways where they are then possessed by the spirits of these fallen angels and that these entities are able to act through them uh, and to work within the world by having individuals again give themselves over to such possession Uh, and that it also says in the emerald tablets again that they took over the councils of man and that they now rule in our place or in the place of you know the elites and the children of Cain that ruled um, and have been given the for very long time the divine right to rule and so um, we see again scripturally that it is spoken about how these bloodlines that they would not have 
the ability they would not be extended eternal life that they had and they gave up they in the book of enoch it says that they made mutual imprecations they made a pact to take wives of all which they chose even though they had been forewarned uh, that if you read the Kebra Nagas chapter 100 concerning the fall of the angels we'll give in a very detailed and in-depth description of how the watchers they were jealous of Adam and they said uh, you know who is man that you are so mindful of him questioning the most high as to why he even created humanity when they knew that we would fall and we would be tempted and that we would uh, commit sin and be led astray into evil. But the Most High loved us and he wanted to give us a chance to fill those ordinances that the watchers and the rebel angels had abandoned in trying to be like the Most High, that they did not want to serve. They did not want to um, take on the role as being subservient to the Most High, that they wanted to be as powerful and as mighty as the Godhead. Because of that, they you know, formed this insurgency, um, and for that they were cast out. But they have given, and it says in Psalms 82 that they will die the death of a man, and like one of the princes, they shall fall. And then it also speaks about how the uh, foundations of the earth were, you know, out of whack and things were uh, being destroyed and out of sync at that time. And it's my opinion that this is referencing and speaking about the when the earth was without form and void. And, you know, that this is, of course, when the war in heaven occurred was because it was on the second day that they were cast out. And uh, uh, when we, you know, at some point I'll share some passages and scriptures that are connected to that, but just to give you know, people a bigger understanding of the larger story and the question that you're asking. And so Enoch was told that when the watchers die or when the giants, the children of the watchers, when they die, that they would become these shadow beings and that they would become ravening ghosts that they would wander over the earth and that they would become these um, the these demonic entities that I believe people are interacting with and that they are seeing, especially when they are messing around with the occult and playing with Ouija boards that you know, kids nowadays, they they think it's fun to get together every Friday night and uh, go into a graveyard and try to have 
commune with the dead. I mean, it's absolute insanity, but uh, that's what is, you know, taking place as fun right now. Um, and so anyways, these shadow beings, these entities, these ghost apparitions, um, they have been since their death, if they have no part in salvation, if they're murderers or Satanists or, uh, you know, the, these beings that worship the demonic entities, uh, that they would wander uh, afterwards and that they will be brought to justice at the end of the thousand-year millennial reign when we have the judgment for the second world age and Satan and death, they're thrown into the lake of fire for what I believe to be um, annihilated as if they had never been. That they, the former things will have passed away and that in the scriptures and some of the apocalyptic texts it says there will be no more devils, no more demons, no more Satan, no more evil, no more adversary of God, no more tears, no more suffering, no more pain, no more aging, no more growing old. All these things will be part of what was the second world age. There will be no more mortal form or embodiment in that regard, at least for uh, those that are given the the, uh, glorified forms. And that it says of those that are worthy, that are numbered with the elect, that we would judge even the angels. And so it's my opinion that, you know, the one-third of the angels that fell, that humanity is equal in number to those and that we will inherit and take over being like the Malachim, the angels, the servants of the Most High, uh, the watchers, and that we'll take on those roles while Satan and the rest of those that fell with him, that joined him in rebellion, they will lose, forever be removed from these roles and from these positions. And again, after they have this chance to be um, and to deceive humanity, that for this 7,000 years, woe unto you, O earth and sea, for the devil comes down to you with wrath, knowing his time is short. And, you know, it also tells us that legions, the demons that were here when the Messiah walked in mortal embodiment and took on flesh form, they recognized him as the son of God and as their tormentor, that they said of him, have you come to torment us before the time and so while humanity did not recognize or you know in the children of Cain the Pharisees they hid the fact that 
Messiah had been born, that he had fulfilled the prophecies of Emmanuel, God with us, that a virgin conceived uh, immaculately, um, and that dying on the cross, he was resurrected, that he holds the keys of life and death, that he is the arbiter of eternity, and that he can extend salvation to whomever he desires, and that he gives us this gift where all we have to do is believe, believe and to know him as Savior and Messiah, and that the work of the cross gives us to be redeemed, to be restored to our first estate. That's the the whole bigger picture of why even the creation came into being and was established, why the earth was created for, well, first, you know, the rebellion of the angels that hell and Sheol were made as an accommodation for that rebellion but that the earth was created and given to humanity so that we could have a chance to be restored, redeemed, and rectified from our fallen uh, state and way of being. And that this, of course, occurs through the Messiah. And so the reason they are jealous of us, they hate us so vehemently, is because they lost their eternity. They were once immortal angelic beings, and they making this decision and making this pact to take lives of all which they chose, they were punished in the most extreme manner. And that the angels that rebelled with uh, Satan at the very beginning in Psalms 82, it says that they were placed under the authority of death. And so they were sentenced to die, meaning that they would be annihilated, meaning that they had lost their eternity, that they were no longer forever beings. And because of that, they knew at the end of what they had been given as temporary reprieve that they were given a chance to try and to deceive humanity and to put forth this whole idea of being like the most high to have kingdoms to rule of their own but that at the end when their time runs out and they are then going to be brought to judgment Because, again, even in Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, it tells us that Satan will die the death of a man, just as it says in Psalms 82. And so they are going to be wiped out. And that's why they hate us so much, because we are going to be given and allowed to take on those ordinances which they abandoned so long ago. And so 
that's the distinction. That's the difference is that we are now under the promise of the cross. We are given the eternity that they uh, rebelled against. And, and that's, you know, again, that's the difference. And that's the bigger picture of even why Christ had to come into the flesh uh, in order to redeem us and to restore us back to our first estate. Now, you know, one of the things that I found um, interesting in that, um, two things, two things. So one of the listeners has asked if you would, um, if you would expound on your, what, what you've been able to derive about our, the angel wars and our, our pre-existence. Who were we? What happened? What are we doing here? You know, all that kind of stuff. But there was another piece, too, uh, where Ken Klein had gotten with Dr. Jerry Lee. I know you know him now, and that he's gone on to heaven. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the predominant belief there was that uh, one of the reasons why they hate us so much is because essentially when this is all over we become the judge and jury in other words we were we were there we saw you know the wars we to some degree participated or sat on the fence and didn't which is almost as bad and um uh and and that makes us you know if if you're a witness to a crime you know you become you know, when you see the scripture that says, well, someday that we will judge the angels, well, you know, first off, we already know through common sense that we're not going to be judging holy angels that have never messed up. But what will be the point? It'd be no point. So then you know automatically that you're going to be judging fallen angels. Okay. And then, you know, like I mentioned, Jerry Lee and, and Klein uh, both agreed that, uh, you know, that's part of the reason why they hate us so much is that they know that ultimately we are going to be the ones that were there at the time that can say, yes, they did do that. We saw it. We were, you know, we were there kind of thing, which is, you know, the, you know, would be the, essentially the, the, you know, the jury uh, against them. So that, that supposedly that added to their hatred of us and their desire to destroy us so that, uh, you know, particularly before we accept Jesus as our Lord, uh, so that we end up in the pit where they can, you know, participate in eternal punishment against us. Um, but anyway, um, but one of the listeners was asking for, if you would go into a little bit of detail about, you know, how, how do we get involved? I mean, our preexistence, who were we? What were we doing? Where were, why were we there? What, what were we, uh, you know, how to, and how did it all end up in us being where we are now? Uh, that was, uh, as you know, a question that just came in here. Well, that's a really great question. It's something that I also had considered very long time, decades ago. And I, in looking into this particular topic, I wrote two books about this issue. And it's nothing that I'm going to be able to cover. And even if we were to dedicate, you know, a week of two-hour shows, I mean, it's so deep in the subject so elaborate and because it's not caught by the mainstream uh, churches it's an issue that is not well understood or you know um, with regard to 
Jacob being favored and Esau hated. Go ask any of your pastors, uh, your Sunday school teachers, as to why that is. And most of them will not be able to give you explanations. They're going to avoid the question altogether. And the reason being is because they don't understand conceptually about the war in heaven and how we were connected to and that we had pre-existence. Again, that we were predestined, as it says in Ephesians 1. And when I say predestined, I don't mean that like the way that um, they taught about pre-existence in ancient times, that some were just always favored and some always hated. And no matter what you do, you can't change that outcome. That if you were condemned before, you're just going to be condemned forever, which that's not the way that I teach pre-existence. I believe there is a free will component to this. Um, and as far as our being redeemed through Messiah, that we have a choice to believe and to study and to know and to show ourselves approved in such manner. And that in doing so, not that we can save ourselves, but that understanding who the Messiah is and the role and the mission that he was to play in coming into mortal embodiment, that he is salvation to all of us. And so no matter even if you are born of the seed of Cain, uh, even like Esau being hated, if he would have, uh, even Cain, it says, uh, why are you wroth? If you would just believe and do good, I will accept you. Uh, so God, you know, and when Christ died on the cross, he grafted in the Gentile people, the pagan nations. They were grafted into the olive tree. They were extended the knowledge and the truth, the good news of, you know, Christ's resurrection and his ascension. Um, and because the Jews, the Pharisees rejected him, he, you know, took the message away from even just his own people and extended it outward to the entire world. And so now we are all part of that people, the sheep, that if we hear his voice and we you know, know him as Messiah, as shepherd, that we can be saved uh, through him. And so that's the, you know, again, the good news, the great commission that the uh, apostles had gone forth two by two to do, that when they went to the different parts of the world, they were given uh, the language to communicate with these people and to share, be able to convert them. But with regard to, you know, preexistence, the war in heaven, the connections, our predestiny, all of those things, uh, I'll speak about it. But, you know, again, I've already covered it in great detail on this show um, and talked about it in great detail as well. But if you want to know more and if you want all the 
scriptural evidence, my six-book Sons of God, Who We Are and Why We Are Here, and my seventh book especially, Skyfall, The Angels of Destiny, uh, on preexistence, predestination, um, that's in the origin, you know, of who we are. You can find all of that information in the chapters of that book, even to remembrance, because it's my opinion that remembrance is the reason why we are in the flesh form now. And that there's a passage called the Chronicles of Jeremiel on the formation of a child. And it speaks about how the angel Layla, that when a man and a woman come together in union and making love that they join the their seed and it comes together to form a fetus that in the moment when the miracle of life conception happens, that that is the moment when the spark of divinity, the spark of life and the Holy Spirit is breathed into the fetus and the spirit is sent from what is called the guff, the hall of souls. And I've done a show on this. You can search it on YouTube. Uh, the guff, G-U-F, the hall of souls, how it connects to preexistence. Um, and I've written, again, in many of my books all about the preexistence and predestination, but those two specifically you should look at, uh, Sons of God and Skyfall. And you can find them at sacredwordpublishing.com. But anyways, um, speaks about how when a, just like the word of the Lord said to Jeremiah, I knew you before you entered the womb of your mother. I have foreordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. Same thing for all of us. Messiah, the Elohim, the Holy Trinity, the Godhead, they knew us before we entered into the wombs of our mother, before we took on flesh form, that we were part of the sons of God, maybe part of the rebellion, more so probably be part of those that stood by and waited to see the outcome of the war, who would win so that we could support those sides, that side. And because of our complacency, just like the Laodicean church, the lukewarm, those that are lukewarm, that would be spewed out because you can't be lukewarm anymore. We were lukewarm once, possibly. Some are favored, uh, and some have come here to do the work, the first being the last, that they're helping to assist the great awakening that has taken place right now with the spirit of Yahuwah being poured out on all flesh. There are many that are of the elect that are being called forth to be the watchmen and the watchwomen of this generation, of this era, this age. But then for the most, most of humanity, they and we were those that were complacent, that sat on the fence, that did nothing. And because of that, we were required, sentenced to come into the flesh, given a second chance 
at redemption and to know our maker. And the memory of who we were, who we are, the war in heaven, all of our pre-thoughts, the things that were and still are, because the memory of everything going back to the very beginning, uh, because all of the angels of the spirits of humanity, the angels, the animals, everything was created on the first day. We were all part of what is the establishment, the manifestation of the giant family, the great everything. And when we enter into flesh, and it speaks about that in this chapter on the formation of a child, that the angel Layla takes the spirit of this child, this soul, that is in the womb of its mother for these nine months, we are shown, given lessons as to all the important people, all the important occurrences, all these things that would happen to us during our lifetimes, where we're going to be born, who our parents are, who our closest loved ones, family members, associates would be, who even would be our possible twin flame, our soulmate, uh, the people that we would come to love during lifetime. Uh, And, you know, again, the important people that would come into our lives. And then we are even shown, as it says, about our death, that we we were told even when and how we were going to die. And then at the end, right before we're to be born, we have all of these memories, all of this knowledge, all of this truth hidden within the bosom of our spirits, that these memories were born to soul, but that we would enter into flesh as tabula rasa, clean slate and that we would have no memory of all of these things that we were taught. And we would enter into the world as a newborn babe with fresh memory and an inkling of remembrance, but not enough to fully be able to pull it back, to remember and to understand in the manner that we are able to now that we are in flesh form and that when we have some kind of supernatural occurrence that in lifetime we go through the day and sometimes we have this feeling this insight of synchronicity where we know that there's something greater going on that we're caught up in a matrix which we don't fully understand. There's a deeper purpose, that there's a more profound aspect to who we are, why we are, and why we're here now in flesh embodiment. That the whole American dream we've been sold and brainwashed and indoctrinated into from the time that we you know, entered into elementary school, the things that they've 
tried to teach us and got us to buy into the materialism of the world that we should be a good little worker bees, that we should be slaves to the system, that we should support the establishment and government and society, that we should follow the cultural norms and, uh, you know, to be acceptable in the manner that we are expected to be, that we should be good taxpayers, uh, that we should be consumers, uh, that we learn to buy and sell, trade, uh, and barter in the way that the world tells us that materialism is the number one and most important aspect of who we are and that we are identified by our jobs and our money and how much we have and our ability to purchase, uh, to take on a spouse, to have children, to pass down these fortunes in inheritance. That That is the whole reason, the whole purpose for our being here in this lifetime, that there's no spiritual aspect to it. There's nothing greater with regard to kingdom and to our connection to the Most High, to our communion with God is and who the, and what our connection with the Creator and the creation is. They ignore this aspect and purposely dumb us down so that we never even question we never even second guess as to what they want us to believe in regard to our being nothing more than an insignificant speck of dirt that just randomly came into being that there's no spiritual or intelligent design to us that we were not made in the image of the most high, but that we evolved from some monkey somewhere that we crawled out of the cesspool of, you know, random chaos uh, to become the miracle of what we are now. But that miracle is played out in a way that we're meant and felt like we're worthless that everything is without meaning. And that's so far from the truth. And so God has inherently within all of us when we are born, we have this connecting link to the Godhead within us. As Christ said, the kingdom is within. And that once we go through lifetimes and we have these incredible experiences of Deja vu, where we remember, oh my gosh, I, I, this happened to me. I, I remember this exact moment, thought, this memory that I've lived this before somehow, somewhere. I've been shown this exact thing. And when that happens to you, we're able to, for that moment of brevity, to tie ourselves to the grander scheme of what is God revealing to the prophet the end from the beginning, and that there's a greater prophetic purpose for all things 
in that there is a maker, a designer, and that he loved us and even gave his only begotten son to die on the cross in order to redeem us. Behold the lamb that takes away the sins of the world, that this is the bigger picture and the bigger understanding of who we are, that we have a foot in two worlds, a spiritual and a material, and that we have to decide which one is more important, which one is more significant, more meaningful, which one gives us things in a way that fulfills in a and gives us deeper meaning as to who we are, what we are, and our place within all of what is. And so that is remembrance. That is the connection to who we were before we entered into the wombs of our mother. The lessons that we were given while in the nine months, while we were within the womb, the deja vu that we remember. And for those that have had these kinds of moments, it's not that we're reincarnating through lifetime and through different circumstance that we're being born again over and over. But it is because we did and have always existed going back to the beginning, even before the foundations of the world were laid, that we've always been with our maker and that we've always had a greater purpose and design uh, and that we are fulfilling that even now in this day and age. And so don't believe what they tell you. Don't believe all of the brainwashing and the indoctrination because you are special and you were made special. You were made in the image of our maker that when the angels heard about the creation of Adam, they were scared. They shuddered. They were shaking because they had never seen an image of their maker. And when Adam was created in glory and beauty and in perfection before he had fallen and taken on mortal form, That is what we are going to be restored to. We're going to be given these glorified bodies and allowed to return so that we can be in relationship, in direct relationship with our maker and that we're going to learn all those things that we should have before we had to take this detour, this 7,000-year detour where we're being taught through the duality of life and death, of pain and pleasure, of good and evil, uh, that things at one point will no longer exist and there will only be the beauty, the just, the perfection, the compassion, and the glory, the magnificence of the Most High. And we're going to learn those things that we should have been learning all this time. And uh, it's going to be an incredible and a wonderful reunion uh, that will be reunited with all of our loved ones and those that have gone on before. 
and forevermore we're going to be able to share our individual stories, our individual witness, our testimonies of what we did while we were in the flesh. And, you know, that's another thing to consider is, are you living the life that you want to live? Are you doing the thing that you really want to do? If you had a chance to create a movie of your story and to share it with your God and to share it with the world and everybody else, what kind of witness would you want that to be? What kind of storyline? And if you're not living that, if you're not creating that, maybe consider, you know, some changes because our actions are what we do in our everyday, the prayers that we live because we are living prayer and the energy that we send forth, we reap what we sow. And, you know, it is through our prayers that we manifest our reality. And if you're unhappy, if you don't like the people that are around you, if you don't like the situation that you find yourself in, the reality that you're creating, change it. Do something different. Create something different. Make something different. And, you know, prioritize the kingdom. Uh, Become a servant, a disciple of the Most High. And make that important in your life. And if you do, uh, and those of us that have already made that decision or are living in that manner, there's no greater fulfillment. Again, it goes back to that whole theme of being a seeker of lost paradise. Paradise may seem a fool to those that have never sought the other world. And we're called fools. We're called conspiracy theorists, uh, tinfoil hat-wearing people. You know, they make fun of us for the things that we've come to know. But, you know, the again, the last thing, the Most High said that the elect would be but a few. Many, many would be called, but few would choose themselves. And few would actually, you know, I will call you one from 1,000, two from 10,000. And so I believe that we should aspire to be numbered with the elect um, because, you know, they're the ones doing the work. And I want to be part of that community. The watchmen, the watchwomen, we have a great responsibility. And if you choose to awaken yourself and come to remembrance on all these things, you too will have a great responsibility. But, you know, like the Ezekiel, the parable of the watchmen, If we sound the alarm, if we sound the trumpet, then their blood will not be upon us. And, you know, there is glory in heaven for even one that comes to the truth and comes to the family and joins the sheepfold. Praise God. That's powerful. And folks, again, um, to repeat, underscore and make as clear as possible. Um, And I cannot more highly recommend um, 
taking the time not only to, uh, to get the books, which are not expensive at all, um, but also to put aside the time to really kind of dig into them and read them because there is just an endless amount of uh, incredible information that Brother Zen is over the years has uh, stitched together. Um, you know, we hear from various quote unquote expert sources out there, documentaries, whatever the case is. We, you know, frequently have heard things like, um, well, gee, uh, you know, the ancient writings of the Vedic text, the ancient writings of the Chinese, the ancient writings of the Japanese, and all these kind of things are telling very similar stories about who we are and how we were created and, and all that kind of, all those sorts of dynamics. And what's fascinating is uh, Zen has spent the time on our behalf uh, to not only read those texts and to interlink and find the correlation of those texts to put together the story that aligns with the Bible, but also to um, uh, to to deep dive research the apocrypha and the pseudoepigrapha to find the verses that are supportive of that uh, correlation, uh, taking it back to the Bible. And the two books are Sons of God, Who Are We and Why Are We Here? Again, just type in Sons of God. Who are we and why are we here on Amazon? You'll find it. Um, or you can just go to or directly to www.sacredwordpublishing.net, okay? And then, um, which is probably the best way. And then also the other one is Skyfall Angels of Destiny. Uh, and as Zen had pointed out, uh, the second uh, is the one that really, really kind of pulls it all together and just uh, slam dunks the, the entire concept uh, uh, and I think clarifies it a little bit as well because uh, it, it is complicated in the sense that when you know getting your arms around these world ages and uh, the different uh, you know phases of God's creation and, and how it was unfolded over time that's a little complicated to get your arms around it first but it, it, you know it, the text is there the information is there and if you spend the time reading it uh, it will pull together some really fascinating uh, and, uh, you know, uh, facts of uh, associated with our, our pre-existence, and 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 really kind of stitch together that the the ultimate mystery, which is, you know, who are the elect? Why are we here? And um and and expand upon what ought to be uh, a revelatory excitement associated with who we are, and instead of just looking at life as like, oh no 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 not again, I gotta wait up again i don't know here we go again kind of thing you you your 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 heart and your soul and your spirit is expanded and you start to see how big this all is and then when you when you get those foundations down even if your foundations aren't perfect you have enough information to realize that what's ahead of us is going to be even more fantastic, more unbelievable, more, un, you know, just that words can't even describe. It's a logarithmic dynamic that helps us, you know, and hopefully you understand what logarithmic, in other words, you're never going to get your arms around how glorious our eternity is going to be. We can only hypothesize about it, but ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Yahushua, however you want to pronounce it, ruling and reigning with him for all of eternity is a very long time. And the only thing that you can estimate from that with any logic whatsoever 
is that it is going to be far bigger, far more amazing, far more mind-blowing and full of ecstasy and full of awe that we that your wildest imagination cannot possibly grasp it. And that is what makes this all worth having to deal with on this as I like to put it, alien demon infested rock, which right now it pretty much is. But anyway, brothers, Zen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. What a powerful um, and very detailed, uh, uh, you know, uh, explanation that you had, you know, shared with us. It greatly appreciated. Uh, and um, I was wondering if you would take a moment to close with a prayer for us tonight. Absolutely, and I want to just thank you again, John, for all of your effort and all of your work uh, over these years, man. You've been doing it for a very long time, and I'm not sure that, you know, people really give you the appreciation that you deserve. You've uh, withstood and withheld, and, you know, you've been a very busy person, too, with all of your, you know, work as far as keeping a foot in both worlds again, uh, so, you know, on behalf of everybody, we we thank you as well. So, but Father, we always just humble ourselves before you in thanksgiving for all life and being, every opportunity, every chance that we have to wake up to new day, to be part of the creative experience of life, to have and to be able to share, to hug our loved ones, to come across those that we meet in our daily lives to be able to share the truth, the riddles of the gospel, to bring people to salvation to Christ, to share the good news of the cross and what Christ did for all of us in coming into mortal embodiment to redeem us, to rectify us from this fallen state of being in this fallen world. We so look forward to your return, Lord. And in the meantime, I just ask that you bless all of the listeners with discernment. Give them the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and a mind to understand. Help them to find the time to seek out your word, to understand your gospel, to make sense of the remembrance of who we are, the reason, the greater purpose of why we are here what all of this is about and to be able to share that with others, Lord, to communicate, to commune with those that are also seeking those that are wanting and have been looking for lost paradise for all these years since we come into the flesh. And we just, again, thank you for the opportunity of each new day. And we praise you. We give all glory all our prayers are directed to you in thanksgiving and gratitude for the simple witness of being able to wake up. And thank you again for all blessing. In your name and the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Again, folks, uh, sacredwordpublishing.net, I believe. And, um, and the... the, the 
it's a whole library of books. You'll be busy until Jesus comes, and it's worth every t- every moment of your time. Praise God, Zen does fabulous work. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, brothers, Zen, for joining us tonight. What a powerful show! We got to do it again real soon. Uh, and uh, you know, the amount of subjects I got, I got to dig up some of our older stuff from back in uh, you know before before yeah. uh, you know like 2015, 2013, 2012. I got to find some of those old old programs and and get them up as best of shows. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us tonight. What a blessing. God bless you. God bless you too, brother. It was my great pleasure and honor. Take care. I miss you. I wish I could have seen you guys. I wish I could have made it up there. I'll try to make the next one. All right. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Lord willing. Thanks, Zen. Be blessed. I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.